And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Greenlight Reviews has returned. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we are going to review The Great Buck Howard, written and directed by Sean McGinty and starring John Malkovich in the title role, along with Emily Blunt, Mm -hmm. Steve Zahn, and Colin Hanks. Buck Howard is a washed-up magician mentalist illusionist, whatever you want to call him. Mm -hmm. But Buck Howard is not a very nice man. He is very, very arrogant, and he is now playing little jerkwater towns, small theaters. Airport lounges. Definitely. He prefers to be treated like the big star that he thinks he is. It's not working for him, and every time he does another show, his status slips a little bit more. And he hires Troy Gable, played by Colin Hanks, as his assistant, road manager, what have you. And they wind up in Cincinnati, Ohio, to do a show that Buck Howard really believes is going to put him back on top. It's an illusion that he has never done before. He is going to try and put asleep 900 people at one time. Well, he put the audience to sleep in the movie house I went to. (laughs) Well, It's no great feat, but go ahead. (laughs) Well, it was no great feat to do this film. I think that John Malkovich is one of our best actors around. I think he's good in this film. I think he's marvelous at the beginning, but somehow we get very, very tired of him. Yeah, I agree with you, Les. As this film plugs along. As far as Colin Hanks is concerned, he's a very good-looking young man. He looks a little bit like his father, Tom Hanks. I think he needs more excitement in his performance. There was a kind of energy problem that plagued this movie, and I think Colin Hanks is a victim of that. Listen, I think we have to also mention that Ricky Jay, the famous, famous magician, has a nice part in this. He plays the manager, colleague, friend of the great Buck Howard. We see him in a lot of scenes. I wish he had more to do in this movie. I've always been a great fan of the great Ricky Jay. But here's the problem with the movie for me. I don't think this film could ever make up its mind whether it was to be kind of a gentle comedy, a commentary picture, or satire. However, that doesn't take away from John Malkovich. He gives a good performance, but I think he runs out of steam less, as you mentioned, because the script ideas are tired. There's not a whole lot of new territory here being mined. There are no flights of fancy. There is no excursion into the unknown. There are no journeys towards enlightenment here in this movie. It's strictly, by the numbers, story about a guy who can't make it anymore in big-time show business. Okay, what's next? I mean, that's not quite enough to fuel a movie. This movie suffers from the same kind of problem that Sunshine Cleaning did. They both lack imagination and creativity. I think, too, Anne, you talked about satire. I think they really wanted to be a satire, but an awful lot of the things that they did were actually very cruel. They were cruel to the Buck Howard character. They were also cruel to some of the people that showed up around him, certainly Steve Zahn, who plays a local chauffeur in Cincinnati, and his sister, who wants to sing professionally. Well, there was no comedy in those performances. You no, know, there Christopher wasn't. Guest makes fun of people or certainly targets them for comedy in all of his movies, but he infuses those pictures with great humor. They don't have that in The Great Buck Howard. That's right, and that's why it becomes cruel. Correct. You're exactly right. Emily Blunt plays Valerie Brennan. She is a PR 
assistant from Hollywood, and she winds up in Cincinnati to kind of shepherd Buck Howard around. She gave a very nice performance. She reminded me a little bit in this role of the very young and very dynamic Rosalind Russell. But again, there was nothing in this film for her to get her teeth into to make this character and to make the whole movie come alive. Right. I thought there was something almost robotic about her oddball character. And I thought it appeared as though Emily Blunt was doing great work, but she wasn't sure why. And neither were we. (laughs) You know, even with this great talent, Malkovich, you know, he was plotting for most of this movie, plotting, plotting, plotting. And I don't mean plotting. I mean plodding through this unimaginative, narrow story. And it should have been much more exciting than that. It doesn't have to be a great, big, epic movie, but even little gems have to be sparkling. And you and I worked Uh in Hollywood for years. Between the two of us, we knew everybody. I can never remember anyone treating people as badly as Buck Howard does in this film. Well, I can, Les, but I'm not going to name names. (laughs) (laughs) There are one or two. So nothing happens here. Nobody learns anything. The people act. It's good, but it's all for naught. I think if you're a big John Malkovich fan. Yes, I am. I know. I think that other people might enjoy getting a kick out of this film. It's fun for about a half an hour watching him chew the scenery. But after that, you know, I'm afraid that this movie is very, very disappointing. Buck Howard is no Kreskin. He's no great Randy. He's just an average mentalist with an act that you can actually get right out of a magician's magazine. So for me... I'm going to give this a yellow light, and you know what, Les? Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can read what you're going to do. Let me see if I can see into the future. Ah, look into my eyes. <laughs> well, they're they're yellow, Les. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes always get yellow when I see a film like this. And again, as with Sunshine Cleaning, and yes, I'm disappointed at I this was film. Too. I was really looking forward to seeing it. I hoped it would be an entertaining film, and it's a waste of time for me. So I join you in giving it a yellow light. And that's a dim yellow, isn't it? Yes, it is. (laughs) Okay. Two dim yellow lights for the great Buck Howard. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place. The sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.